genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli, and I am just here to introduce what you guys are about to listen to. So um, what we're, we've done here is given you a uh, sort of a free preview of one of our franchise potential episodes that usually play on the Patreon. Uh, this is Daredevil. Um, which is, uh, this is the 2003 Daredevil film with like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner and, uh, Johnny Favs, um, Michael Clark Duncan. This is, uh, uh, coming, this came out, um, post our X-Men miniseries, uh, last season. So this was our franchise potential for that. Um, another, you know, Fox franchise started that, uh, didn't really go anywhere. Um, so. That episode is going to play shortly. Our guest is Chris O'Connor. It is a great episode. Um, It seems to be uh, one of our Patreon uh, supporters' favorites. Um, I I asked them which one was their favorite, and this is the one that most people said. So, um, Daredevil. That's going to happen in a little bit. So the reason also, uh, I wanted to make a few announcements, but I didn't want to just like post an announcement thing in here. I wanted to give you guys something fun to listen to as well. But uh, starting tomorrow on Patreon, uh, we are going to release our first mini series of season two, but it's going to be exclusive to Patreon for now. Um, That mini series is the Jurassic Park mini series. We, Nick and I were um, basically going to be rewatching all of these movies before uh, Jurassic World Dominion came out. So we just thought, like, well, if we're going to rewatch them anyway, we might as well do the the miniseries now, get it out, over with, and then we're that much further ahead for season two. Um, but then, as we started looking into potential uh, franchise potential episodes for the end of this mini series for the Patreon. We realized that we had like a lot of options. And so, um, what we're going to be doing instead is releasing this early on Patreon. It hits, it starts tomorrow with Jurassic Park. It's a three hour episode. Um, absolutely bananas length, but, uh, is really, really good. I think I, I'm really, I mean, the whole mini series has been excellent. Um, but our Jurassic Park episode, I think in particular is, is very, very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that is hitting tomorrow. Um, and it's going to be released weekly like normal on Fridays on our Patreon. Um, so if you become a Patreon subscriber, it's $3 a month. Um, and you'll get access to this, this like sort of early release, um, that isn't going to hit the main feeds until sometime, uh, I believe in toward the end of August is when it's going to hit main feeds. And then you might be asking yourself, well, wait, if I listen to it now, aren't I just doing myself a disservice in August, uh, when I suddenly don't have a new mini series of franchiseography to listen to because season two is going to start with the episodes I've already heard. Well, uh, you would think that. However, if you remain a Patreon subscriber, um, you will also get a uh, what we're calling a franchise potential mini series, um, and it's it's I think it's a really interesting collection of stuff. So um, during the Jurassic Park era, um, on those when those episodes release on the main feed on Fridays, um, we are 
on the Patreon going to have release episodes on Congo, um, on Sphere, and on Timeline, all three of which are based on Michael Crichton books. Um, so we're going to be doing those. Those are going to be a lot of fun. Then as we transition into Jurassic World, um, we're going to be covering the sort of Colin Trevorrow of it all. So we're going to start with uh, watching Safety Not Guaranteed, which is sort of like the, the movie that launched his career. Um, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, the week Jurassic World comes out. Then we're going to talk about The Book of Henry, the week that Fallen Kingdom comes out, um, which if you haven't seen Book of Henry and don't know what it's about, it is truly one of the most insane films to ever be made. Um, it is just absolutely batshit and we're going to talk about it and I can't wait. Um, it's one of my favorite movies to talk about because it's just so baffling. Uh, it is a baffling movie. Um, but yeah, that's the book of Henry. And then to time out with, uh, our dominion episode on the main feed, we'll be discussing, we will be reading and discussing Colin Trevorrow's Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly's script for star Wars episode nine duel of the fates. Um, which was the Star Wars movie that they wrote that Colin Trevorrow was going to direct uh, until Carrie Fisher died and the Book of Henry bombed and everybody got cold feet on that particular script uh, and uh, they transitioned over to back to J.J. Abrams and Rise of Skywalker and you know everything that we got. So we're going to be talking about that script the week that Dominion comes out. Um, and then following that miniseries, we're going to wrap up the whole thing with... Uh, Twister, uh, which is the uh, tornado ch storm chaser uh, movie, uh, storm chasers movie that was written by Michael Crichton. So it, we bring the whole thing full circle. Um, so anyway, that is the plan. And I think it's a good plan. I think you guys are going to be really excited about this miniseries. I think you're going to love the Jurassic Park miniseries. I really think you're going to love this franchise potential miniseries. Um, and it all starts tomorrow with Jurassic Park on our Patreon. $3 a month, that's all it takes. Um, and you get, you'll gain access to all of our past franchise potentials, this new miniseries, as well as Dueling Genre Tonight, which comes out every week. It's hosted by Nick. Uh, I am on like a lot I'm on very often. Uh, and we just talk about the, the week's entertainment news and that sort of thing. Um, if you really like this show, if you like listening to this show, uh, please give our Patreon a shot. It, it, it this show is so much work and, uh, you know, having the support of you guys just means the world to us. Um, and, uh, we really appreciate everyone who is already doing that. And if you've been thinking about doing it or have heard us talk about it before and have just never pulled the trigger, um, please go and, uh, uh, do it now. Um, because it's, it's going to be a huge help. And for all of our Patreon money that we receive through the month of June, we're going to be donating that to uh, the Trevor Project, um, which is a LGBTQIA plus organization. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's Pride Month and we want to support that. Um, also, if you have never checked out our T-shirt shop, our merch shop, um, it's not just T-shirts. It's like hoodies and coffee mugs and all kinds of stuff. Um, go to duelinggenre.com slash merch. We have a new shirt up, which is our uh, Dueling Genre fandom 
uh, for everyone shirt, which is a, uh, like a pride, um, specific shirt. The proceeds from the sale of that shirt are also going to be donated, uh, to the Trevor project. So there's a lot of, um, things going on. So if you don't want to just, uh, support us, um, you know, it would be uh, great if you could just join for the month of June at the very least, um, so that we can make a, a, a sizable donation, uh, to the Trevor project. That would be amazing. Um, okay. So anyway, that's everything that's going on. We got the Jurassic Park miniseries happening starting tomorrow on Patreon. We have the Michael Crichton, Colin Trevor, Trevorrow, um, uh, 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 franchise potential miniseries starting in August to line up with the Jurassic Park miniseries hitting the main franchiseography feed. Uh, and then um, we got the Trevor Project donations happening through June. And what else? I don't know. Nothing else. Now, please uh, sit back and enjoy uh, our franchise potential episode for the 2003 film daredevil which uh hit patreon i think back in august or september something like that um like i said it, it came out at the end of our our x-men uh mini series so um that's kind of where our headspace is uh when we recorded this so enjoy um and to everyone who is going to go out of their way to go and uh, uh become patreon subscribers thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much it means so much to us uh, that you would do that. And um, yeah. Anyway, without further ado, here's Daredevil. Franchise Potential, the Patreon-exclusive podcast that digs deep into the history of Hollywood's biggest film franchise failures. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today, we discuss the first and so far only time that the man without fear has worn his horns on the silver screen. It's 2003's Daredevil, and joining us is Chris O'Connor. Well, hello there. <laughs> Thanks for being uh, here, Chris. Yeah, I am so glad to be here. I've been pumped for this for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could tell you you you've been wanting to talk about this movie. I feel like for like two years. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, on something you were like yeah. <laughs> somebody put me on somewhere where I could talk my, about my this movie. my other podcast. They were like, mm, I don't know, Chris, leave us alone. So here yeah. I am with you guys. <laughs> we finally yeah. found a, a, an excuse to talk about Daredevil. <laughs> yes, uh, what an know, excuse. I think mm -hmm. we all needed an excuse. And uh, what is the excuse? <laughs> we watch this movie. Um, <laughs> what is the excuse? Yeah. How is, how is this, you know, this is, you know, because of the, uh, this is the Fox Marvel franchise that literally has no, it, it got, it got the shortest stretch. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a one and done. 
Um, and is you it know, the only we have one and done. Ghost Rider Fox, got two. I think so. Uh, I mean, unless yeah. you count Electra, and then I guess it has two. But no, uh, no, don't you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you I was, could. You could. I want to. Th- I want to throw the gauntlet. <laughs> I mean, out they right kept now. it in the family. Yeah, yeah. If we get a hundred patrons, yeah, would that be enough for you to cover Electra? <sighs> so here, here's the thing, and I'm going to get into this play this I show, re- but like, rewatch that too. The Electra side of the Daredevil mythos, Electra, the hand, all it's of bad. that stuff is my least favorite part of Daredevil. It's not mm-hmm. great. Um, I, I, I really don't like it. I know Electra is like this iconic character that everyone is like, yeah, Daredevil and Electra and the whole Frank Miller yeah. and the whole thing. Frank Miller's and really like, good at drawing stuff. Yeah, he was really good at drawing stuff. But like, I, I just there's nothing special about Electra. Like, no. she's not an interesting character. She just she has size no. like Raphael, and Raphael uses them better. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a pretty low bar. Uh, yeah, if you've ever listened to my Ninja Turtle commentary. <laughs> well, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and um, which is unfortunate because it's by far been the most adapted part of the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and readapted and, and, ju- and it, just like over and over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like um, uh, you know, sort of like uh, the big blind elephant in the room being the the Daredevil Netflix series. Like the first season's great. The second season, they bring in Elektra, and it just goes. Yeah. It just I did tanks. this thing with my hand that you the can't best, see because the best parts like of, of season two are the Punisher part of it because it kind of split into yeah, two parts. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like the yeah. Punisher heavy. The Punisher half part was really great. good. Yeah, and then the back half where it's like all Electra. Oops, all Electra <laughs> is like not great. <laughs> oh, and then that bleeds so into and that bled into the Defenders, which I didn't think did that show any which favors. was also a drag. Yep, also a super drag. Even though it was like super, it was short. Thankfully, it was not yeah. a full thirteen yeah. episode season. It was like Thank five God. or six, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a waste of Sigourney Weaver, and, <sighs> and then uh, and then I never ended up finishing the third season of Daredevil. I was like, it was it good. Okay. The third the third season, I enjoyed good. it. It was yeah. good, and like, I just wasn't digging going, bullseye, but... but I don't. Yeah, know. this bull. <laughs> that wasn't the highlight. One of the things from sure, the yeah. 2003 movie that's better than the Netflix show. Yep, bullseye. <laughs> Bull- he's he's bullseye. Like, okay, so 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 the bullseye in the Daredevil show is like a is that like a four, right? And, yeah. the, and the dare the bullseye in this is at like a, an 11. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a bullseye. That's just, a, just at a nine, just a That'd solid be nine. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I want from my bullseye, but um, just off the mark. Yeah. But this, but, but you know, Colin Farrell's a lot closer. I would. Oh say. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so to talk about this movie, obviously we have to talk about uh, Fox's bankruptcy. We talked about that a bit in uh, in our first X Men episode um, about them selling Fox's off bankruptcy all of- or Marvel's bankruptcy. Sorry, sorry, Marvel's bankruptcy. Whew, um, okay. Selling off all of their stuff. Um, and Mandela uh, effect, uh, Fo- man. Fox sold off all their stuff later. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Marvel sold <laughs> off all their and then all of it. Yeah, Marvel sold off all their characters, and um, funnily enough, uh, so so Fox gets Daredevil. They develop it a little bit and then they're like, eh, and they kind of throw it to New Regency. So then New Regency gets it. And then that's mm. when Chris Columbus comes on board. He's going to write and direct. There's a Chris Columbus written Daredevil script that you can read. It's out there. Uh, did, have um, you read it? I have. It Whoa. is. It is. Uh, it's pretty good. It's like it's not that bad. Like, it's wow. it's, it's pretty good. How um, how like dark is it? 
It's a, a lot. It's a lot more of like the Daredevil. Um, uh, like the Stan like, Lee Daredevil. No, well, I mean, I was gonna say like the Mark Mark Wade Chris okay, yeah. Lee Daredevil. Like that's that kind really of vibe. cool. I, so it's yeah. a little more. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's not as. It's not quite as dark, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't remember all the details. I read it like five years ago. Oh, okay. But but it's it, but it's 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 fine, you know. But like it didn't <laughs> end up going because budgetary problems mm. and Chris Columbus was starting to get to be a big deal and it was just like he needed money because of like his ask and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. You know, this was all in like the late nineties before, yeah. you know, back when like superheroes still were like not that. a thing, you know? So they were like, yeah, we want to didn't see dollar signs on this, this. man. Yeah. They, we want to spend $40 million on this. Um, and, uh, we can't make this script on $40 million. So what are we going to do about that? <laughs> um, so it goes into turnaround and then they bring in a new screenwriter, um, who is, uh, Mark Steven Johnson. And, um, the, he writes this script that is lar- like largely the script that you see on screen in the director's cut, mm-hmm. um, of this movie. And Kevin Feige called it the best script that Marvel entertainment has ever gotten um, up to that point. So it's okay. the best script that they'd ever gotten. Cause keep in mind, He's two things that are happening. One X two hasn't been written yet because yep. this is in production. I think in 2001 or early yeah. 2002, right? No, it yeah. would have been 2001. Cause this came out in early 2003. So yeah. fe- Valentine's day. I have a story about that. Um, <laughs> so, 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 um, it's in production in 2001. Uh, and so X2 hasn't, the script for X2 isn't done yet. There is no script for, for Spider-Man 2. I, like the, the, the scripting process, as I talked Did about on in, the run. In, yeah, in, in season two of Spider-Man Minute, it was, uh, it was a, a thousand crazy, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That whole scripting process was insane on Spider-Man 2. Um, there was no script for that movie. They were writing it every day. Um, isn't it weird if you've kind of like lapped yourself in these histories of these yeah. franchises? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the reason why we're doing this show. I'm like, that's true. It's like, it's like, we're already halfway there. We might as well just <laughs> keep going. Just Do keep it. lap, just doing circles around ourselves. Mm. Um, so, so up to this point, Kevin Feige was like, this is the best script we've ever gotten. And you think about the time period and it's like, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. However, it's very much of its time, the mistake that they made was taking Mark Stephen Johnson's script and allowing him to direct it. Mm. Um, because I believe I was watching this and I was, I was remembering that Feige quote and I was watching the movie and I was like, you know, in a different director's hands. Yeah. This script exactly as it is could probably be turned into something really, really good. But the execution of every part of it is so poor <laughs> that <laughs> it's 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 a struggle to watch. And it's just it's like Mark Steven Johnson, the director, is just it's like he has no connection to Mark Steven Johnson, the screenwriter. It's this really weird thing. Had he any uh, directing credits up at, to this point? That's a good question. I'm sure he had. Um, let me see. Because I know Mark he went on to direct up the old image yeah he, yeah, he went on to direct Ghost Rider, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. And that's Which, also not very good. Great, um, great. So so he was the writer of Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier okay. Old Men. Um, okay. 
and uh, and Jack Frost. Remember Jack Frost with uh, uh, Michael Keaton as a snowman? Michael, oh, okay, the friendly one, not the murderous yep. one. Okay, uh, he had directed one movie um, but prior to this, and that was 1998 Simon Birch. Oh, I remember Simon Birch. I yeah. don't remember Simon. I remember the name. I remember Simon I Birch. Yeah. Oh, so obviously, I believe you. Mm-hmm. you know, you watch Simon Birch, and the first thing you think is like, "Oh, Daredevil." Yeah, for the man sure. Fear. Yeah, the man without fear. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Simon so, Birch is fearless. So is Daredevil. Right. Of course. Um, was he? I mean, you know, he had a, he had a rough hand. He had a lot to deal with, and I think he had a, a pretty great attitude through most of it. Okay. I mean, he, he killed his best friend's mom accidentally with a baseball. I don't remember that at all. I'll, I'll never forget it. I didn't know you could die that way, Chris. <laughs> uh, Simon Birch. You're it's like the, It's like the original <laughs> Book of Henry. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, so, so they give him this thing and, and like, I just, I was watching this and I was just thinking like, was he a music video director? Because this doesn't yeah. make any sense. That's and a very safe assumption watching but i don't think he was like that's the crazy thing he was a screenwriter turned director well you know and that's a good that's actually a good observation because like when i look when i think about that and it's so entertaining watching it now because it is such a product of the 2000s it is a time capsule my god yes and this was to speak personally this was uh i i I own this on dvd i watched this a lot oh wow (laughs) yeah theatrical cut Yes, I watched this easily just as Ditto. often as I did Spider-Man back in the day. Wow. <laughs> like a part of me knew that Spider-Man was like the better movie, but I was just like sometimes yeah. I was in the mood to watch Daredevil and yeah. Um yeah. but like I think a lot of that like music video stuff, it's it it it's chuffa. And it's like it shows maybe to a lack of maybe confidence of like mm-hmm. of of you don't need This is how you of, fill this space. Yeah, yeah, you don't need like 90 second uh suiting up workout I mean, yeah, you do because it's the best part of the movie. But like, <laughs> it is. you know, but he I needed I agree his with you, Daredevil though. black card. That's what he I needed. found myself like taking notes and admiring stuff about the plot and, and the form the of it, and, and being like, "There's parts of this that is a really good Daredevil story." Uh huh. Um, like even the instinct to meld legal drama into yeah. this is is a good idea. Yeah. Um, as this okay, was this y'all's first time watching the director's cut? No, I've seen I, it before. I'd seen it before. I had never seen the director's cut before. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want me to get an overall thoughts or you want to like break down the movie? Well, well, so, so but we'll get I, into history first. What are we talking Yeah. About? I don't really want to break down the movie cause we didn't do it with super Mario brothers and I don't okay. want to do it now. Great. Um, cool. I, I just want to like talk through it, but, Absolutely. um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. So I want to talk about the first time that I, I saw this because as I mentioned, Valentine's day, 2003. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was dating, I was dating someone who was basically a bully. Um, and I was like kind of trapped in a toxic relationship with this person. I was a okay. senior in high school. Um, and we went and saw this on Valentine's day because I was so excited. And I basically like begged because I love daredevil mm. and I was like, I want to see this so bad. And then after this movie, I was relentlessly bullied by her for, uh, months oh, um that i took her to see this crap and that i like any like she could she's like i can't believe you like that shit that was awful 
Like, oh, are wow. you are you fucking stupid? Like, what is oh. wrong with you that you would want to see something like that? Oh, like, that's that no fun. Sorry. It was no. It was well, that'll associate was, some negative feelings with the film. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it was it was like relentless um, until we we finally uh, broke up uh, right after I graduated high school. Um, okay, and uh, okay, that's okay. okay. Yeah. Well, and now you're, and I, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it, it caused a lot more problems afterward. Um, oh, I mean, I, I can't imagine, <laughs> but it is what it is. But yeah, okay. I, I, I have uh, very negative <laughs> feelings about sure. seeing this I, in theaters. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> that's, but, uh, that's really unfortunate, man. Yeah. Chris, what was your, what was your first, I, like, you know, you I, have any? I wish I had something that dramatic to say. I mean, like I was, I was pumped to see it. Daredevil has uh-huh. always been um, a favorite of mine since I first saw him on uh, the trial of the incredible Hulk. That's how I was introduced to the character. I didn't start reading the comics until like I went off to college and was able to like walk to the bookstore and, you know, I was reading the, the Bendis books. Then it was you know great stuff. I really enjoyed that. I read a little bit of the Miller stuff and then I've only recently started reading the older stuff, but, but like, you know, this movie, I was, I was really psyched. I was, uh, my, my, my pump was primed. Uh, you know, X-Men and Spider-Man had been great. I was really excited to, to see this. I was like, this is going to be so cool. You know, I thought, you know, I thought Ben Laflex was pretty cool. I, you know, he's a cool guy. Uh, you know, this looks good. The trailers are good. It's, it's good. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I went and saw it in theaters. I liked it then. I, uh, I went off to Japan, uh, like that year. And I bought like a DVD copy while I was in Japan. So I had like a, a Japanese copy of DVD, uh, of Daredevil for a while. Ooh. Uh, watch, watch that a bit. And you know, I mean, like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't have any as dramatic as your story, but I liked it when I saw <laughs> so it. So I, um, I remember I made, I made some, I made some exchange students in Japan watch it with me and oh, some of them enjoyed it. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> uh, so circling back to, to Valentine's Day, 2003. Uh-huh. Like that weekend, I was at a I was volunteering at like at a homeless shelter with my dad, and I was like walking down a hallway, and there was a TV guide on a table, right, like a waiting table, and on the cover of the TV guide was Daredevil, and it was like for the movie that was coming out that Friday. I had no idea that that was happening. <laughs> I. The high, I was like 12, the hype train, trailer train missed me completely. I had no idea Marvel had another movie coming out in the wake of X-Men and Spider-Man. And I was just staring at this magazine like, wait, wait, there's a superhero movie coming out on Friday that I didn't know about? And then I, hear my, and then I hear my dad's voice um, over my shoulder and he goes, oh, they're making a Daredevil movie? <laughs> I was like, what? I, I, Daredevil was my favorite as a kid. I thought he had a cool costume. <laughs> Ah. And I was like, you know who I don't know who Daredevil is. You know who Daredevil is? Mm-hmm. And so we went to go see it. And I think even at 12, I, I yeah, I realized this wasn't Spider-Man, but yeah. it was really satisfying. And my dad was right. Daredevil yeah. had a really cool costume. Mm-hmm. Uh this might be the my third 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 best costume in comics. Yeah. <laughs> and I think is that uh what, what what's your top two? Uh, Spider-Man and the Flash. I shouldn't have asked. I shouldn't. That was yeah. a stupid question. Um, <laughs> and I think this might be my favorite version of the suit in live action form. But maybe that's just nostalgia. Uh, I yeah. it is it is mine as well. But that's just by like because I haven't oh, been sure. happy with any of them. Right. right. Um, yeah. I saw, I saw yeah. this I mean, twice in theaters. It's, by the it's, way, it's yeah. my, it's it's my favorite version of the suit suit. But in the Netflix series, when he's just wearing like the cloth and like a shirt. That's yeah, just, that's just fucking better. <laughs> that's, yeah. 
work better. And like the best things happened while he was wearing that suit. So you have like personal yeah. affection. Sure. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then I remember when the director's cat came out and I was like, after my ordeal, was seeing this in theater, I was like, oh, thank God there is a good version of this movie. Like I'm going to watch this and I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel vindicated. And then I watch it and I did not feel any vindication whatsoever. Cause it's basically the same movie. I, okay. So I, I think there is a substantial amount added to this that I was surprised by. There is. It's like it's like thirty minutes. I yeah, mean, it's, it's a pretty yeah, it's a pretty yeah. big ad. It's mo- most I, directors' cuts, cuts you see and can buy eh, five minutes here and there. This is a pretty big yeah. chunk. But I thought this was pretty much in every way inferior to the theatrical cut. Granted, I hadn't seen that in fifteen years, but I I could like I could like by the, I, I had seen the original so much that I could see where the cuts were. Oh of, wow! Like, oh, I don't have really specific memories of this scene, so this is new. Yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, I can see why you cut that. I can see why you cut that. Yeah. I can see why you cut that. I don't know what the Coolio storyline does for the overall movie, which is why it's gone. It, yeah, it's so it's very I think it kind of well, I think it kind of leads, if I'm not mistaken, to how Ben Urick finds out. Wait, no, that's because of the stick. Yeah. Um, yeah. um cause he finds <laughs> it, out about Wesley through the party. Yeah. It's also like really it's like if that if this was an episode of Law and Order, I think people would be pissed off. Uh-huh. It's just very sometimes the movie doesn't take it seriously. Like the scene where Coolio is just like, oh, and then I'd buy a shotgun and this is how a shotgun works. It's like really broad comedy. And I yeah. was like, I thought this was in the movie to make it more like compelling and like Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. No. Yeah. They they didn't really do much at all with the uh, legal aspect of the character. Yeah. Uh, no lawyering, no lawyering to be had. Also, I feel like momentum was really weird in this movie because like, yeah, it is almost two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Like there's a finale after the finale in this. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I, I also don't think, I don't think any of the themes or anything work like the, like that's the scene where Daredevil's just standing on the roof going. I'm, I'm not, not the, the bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> bad, too. But me, me bad no too. bad guy. Me yeah, no I, bad. I, uh, I like that good. scene. I like that scene because in the context of the story, I like it because, hey, this is a very grim, dark, lame movie. Yeah. You know. it's like as, as subtle as the back of a ninth grader's notebook. That's not heaven. Yeah. It's yeah. the sea train. <laughs> yeah. So like that is horrifying. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Spider-Man I, would never do that. But then he like has to reckon with the violence that we saw him do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's hella. But yeah, like, but yeah, like, in a, I, in a I, but it's way. just like, it, but I guess my, my thing is just like, why did it take a kid being scared of him for, to like, <laughs> to realize that murdering people was bad? Like, and that, that's the yeah. thing. That's the thing I really don't like is that like Daredevil just straight up murders people. It's like he's called Daredevil yeah. because he's sending people. He's, he's a guardian devil. That's what he calls himself. You at know, the end, which is a call back to like the Kevin Smith thing. But like, <laughs> but like, it's, you could also be like, Oh, he's a guardian devil fun. because he sends you to hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, Daredevil is, killing, not a thing in the comics ever. Right? Never. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I mean, it's happened a couple of times and it's always a huge deal. Yeah. Right? Like, like Wonder and, Woman and, breaking someone's neck big. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It really, uh, it eats them up. 
and him, him eats him up and ruins spends, his relationship. He, spend, he spends a few arcs in church. Uh, he's yeah. not cracking yeah. jokes right before yeah. it happens. Also, no. there is way too much church in this movie for a guy who doesn't go to church. I, I like he's th- this is not a Catholic dude like in this movie. Ben Affleck is not playing a Catholic. Po- po- point to point to Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox yes. was an amazing Catholic, and that's hell yeah, yeah, hell that yeah, very good. Ca- yeah, a lot of Catholicism there. A good yeah. Catholic. Well boy. done, Catholicism. Catholicism. <laughs> Catholicism. Yeah, well, he's late in the last scene. It ends with him being late. Matt too. Was, Matt he's like, too. Sorry, sorry, Matt, you're late. And like, what, well, what was I? Is that in the movie? <laughs> yeah, he's just like maybe next week. <laughs> Ah, shit. Oh. And then the Ben Urich stuff doesn't work for me either because, like, the it's going through the whole movie and then it results in it not mattering. Like, yeah. he literally doesn't do nah, anything. I see what you're on the movie? right side of things. I'll just leave you alone. So, and again, I haven't <laughs> I don't seen need the to get, one. I don't need to produce any work for my job. I don't need yeah. to get paid. So I haven't seen the long one again in a long time. The other one in a long time. But the way I don't, I think it's a lot better in the theatrical cut because it plays more as Ben's arc because it never Matt never finds out that Ben knows in the original cut. It, That's a it, weird scene in the director's. It's cut. very weird because it's after the kingpin gets busted. Yeah, and it's like Pete guy. People are getting their popcorn. They're ready to go. Why is there still stuff happening? Yeah, but so in the theatrical cut, it's like oh, he could have screwed Daredevil over, and Daredevil didn't even know. But he yeah. chose not to, so it's like that's the the city kind of you know. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, a little little go get him, Matt. And it's like this Matt can hear And you. I love, oh. I love too in this version the, of it. Dare, Daredevil is standing on the rooftop outside the New York Post, so waiting standing. for Ben Urich to come out and be like, "I published it," or "I didn't publish it." <laughs> I had the, <laughs> I had yeah. the, uh, I had the dumbest thought in my life. Where and he's like, go get him, Maddie. And he like the dumbest like, not, nodded his head. I was like, well, how can he hear him? And I'm like, it's Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one time that trope works is because it's, yeah, it's Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, also, Wait, there's a lot you? of there's a lot of uh, comic like Daredevil comic creators who have cameos in this movie. Both it's too many. By uh, name I wasn't paying and, attention. Like I Mala, thought that to be Mac, Bendis. They're all my fighters. Yeah. Kusada. I found yeah. that to be yeah, ironic. The Kusada that, one was bad. That, the, that was weird. And you're mo- a rapist, Joe Casada. Yeah, the, that's weird. The movie, this being the movie that pays the most lip service to the writers is, or not lip service, but the, like the, the most references love. and Easter eggs yeah. to them. Love is ironic. And, uh, and sad w- uh, let's see, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, you know, Kevin Smith, a writer who actually is in it. Uh, his character's name is, uh, Jack Kirby. So yes, his name yeah. is Jack Kirby. And then, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird because like, None of them are like you, you say like, oh, we're like giving them love, but it's like, but you're making them like, they're named after, yeah, Krista, and, yeah, and, and, well, and do, and like boxers taking, the worst a, one. taking a fall, no. like bo- boxers working for the, bo- for the crime well, boss. That's not so, that's just names. That's just, I mean, yeah, okay, you're making them the bad guys, but well, you know, they don't name too yeah, many people. I, yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. I, I imagine the part where like, I could imagine, I could imagine a scene where like, uh, you know, Foggy's like all, you know, your client Miller and your client Mac and your client Bendis, they sent in chickens to pay. Ah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I, I imagine like when Daredevil hops on the table and he's like, hey, Kasada, I'm coming to kill you. God. Like, did someone like elbow him? Like, oh, that's a fun little hey, Easter egg. It's you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm a, I'm a, he's I'm singing a, it with his dad. I mean, with his kids or something. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. They said I have a cool cameo in this movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Frank Miller also has a, as a, as a very memorable cameo. I missed him. Who is he? 
He's the uh, guy that uh, Bullseye kills and takes his motorcycle, where there's like a close up <laughs> of, a, of a pencil in his head. Oh, oh wow. that's him! Wow. That's wow. Okay. All right. Interesting. And uh, not for nothing, uh, Stanley's cameo in this has a little bit of synchronicity with his Stanley's first cameo on screen was in the Trial of the Incredible Hulk as uh, really? one of the jurors. Yeah. Oh. In the not actual trial, but a dream sequence for the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, cool. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. A lot, so, yeah. I mean, like, uh, oh, okay. So, like, an iconic first scene of the kingpin where i'm an outlaw is playing and he's just like yeah. smoking ba-dum, a ba-dum. Ba-dum. maybe the best casting choice in the whole ba-dum, movie ba-dum. i think mm. he's perfect i love michael clark duncan as the kingpin that may be 100 percent nostalgia talking but i think he's having a ball and yeah. i think colin farrell is also having a ball but i think yeah the bad guys had the most fun but this is yeah and i think he's like cleaner i don't know it's i miss michael clark duncan yeah yeah i definitely mm. miss michael clark duncan i i think that I think that I I think that under a better director, I think his performance would be even better. Yeah. Um. Because I I do think that it's a little and I, this is across the board. I think it's a little cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's almost yeah. like Joel Schumacher big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which which is fine, I guess, because that's the whole movie. But like, why did I he kill his bodyguards again? One of them talked, maybe. Okay. All right. Or maybe he was yeah. just mad. Cause that's the thing. I Cause that, that was a big part of, uh, of D'Onofrio Kingpin. And he was, he would have these big tantrums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I do, I, I like him as, as Kingpin. He put on 50 pounds for a total of 340 is Jesus. how much he weighed. I mean, yeah. that final scene where he like takes off his jacket and shirt. <gasps> yeah. It throws him into the ceiling. Some of that fight doesn't really <laughs> physically make sense. Like oh, the throwing him into the sure. ceiling, but yeah, yeah. Throwing him across the room and he's kind of like weirdly spinning. I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. They were like, but, trying to but do Kingpin some, was like, big. They were trying to do some camera trickery to like make him look bigger than he is because yeah. he's only an inch taller than Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah Affleck's so. not a short guy. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there, there are shots of Ben Affleck and when he's like walking down the street with the glasses and the hair and the suit where I'm like, wow. Yeah. He does look yeah. like Bat Murdoch come jumped off the page. Yeah. Ben Affleck, I, you know, the, all, all credit do where credits do, uh, he in research for this read every single issue of daredevil that existed up to that point. That's, yeah. that's a, sh- I don't, I, I don't know. One of his favorites. That, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, I don't know. It's not the. I I don't feel, I just I feel I'm, I'm trying not to say that he's think, bad in this basically yeah well I think he did well with what was there um I, I well think, yeah I think, I think, I think, I think there's right. only so much but it is interesting that they went to Matt Damon do. first Chris hold on I there's only so much there's only so much preparation as an actor that you can do until you get on set and then your director tells you to do something else you yeah. know yeah uh, so yeah. like oh yeah I don't yeah. even I don't even necessarily blame him for his performance yeah. I I blame Mark Steven Johnson yeah. yeah. When you think about, because like, um, you can't, he, yeah, Matt has a semblance of a personality in this. Uh, one thing I admired is like, I like how reckless he is as Matt, just as he is in Daredevil mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he'll just dive into stuff so, and take on shows off quite and, a bit. And, you know, he's yeah. just, uh, using his powers out in the open. It's like, well, you know, whole, whole schoolyard watching him throw his cane in the air and catch it. And he's like, I don't well, care. That's ridiculous. Nobody's I mean, going to believe them. They're it's children. a very, Man, that is, uh, I, I kept, I had this weird thought where I was like, if you take this and 13 going on 30 and like merge them, <laughs> you get the 2000s. Ugh. Yeah. True. But 
and yeah, you know yeah. who the commonality of those two movies are Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Yes, yes. yes. Um, also, Garner, given very thirteen little going on thirty is a better movie. Absolutely. Thirteen going on thirty is uh, is Electra's little. Uh, well, there's there's your trial of the Incredible Hulk connection with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it all comes Wonderful. full circle. <laughs> uh, oh, there's Jennifer a heart, Garner please. is um doing her best in yeah. this movie. I think she's giving the most grounded performance of out of everybody in it. Um, the actor playing her dad is also doing a very grounded. I, I miss him yeah. so much. Yeah, I miss He's him a lot. Still alive, I thought. I think he he, he may be, but like uh, you know, he's definitely not in movies as much as he was when I was yeah, a he's kid. Not, he's, like he's quite old. The uh, Mummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, but yeah, she's all right. I just think that the thing that sucks about her in this movie is that. Like, I just, so, you know, they do the iconic Electra gets killed by her own sigh yeah. thing by Bullseye's hand. Yeah. And you mean the greatest like, moment in comics history, Scott? Right, of course. Um, but then, do? but it's like, she's been Electra for exactly five seconds. Like, yeah. She did her Evanescence training montage, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't, didn't even have the decency to like edit it so that. Every time the male singer came in, it cut to Daredevil. Oh. And like it just could cut back and forth. <laughs> that would have yeah. been the best. Uh, but it wasn't even, it couldn't even, they couldn't even give us the decency of timing it that way. <laughs> you got to make your own AMV, Scott. You got to post it on YouTube. Yeah. The so, so, um, but yeah, uh. she gets dressed up as, as like, uh, like Electra, as if that's not her actual name. Her, like she doesn't have a super yeah. name. So but that's, I mean. that, but that's interesting though. It's like as in Electra. a way. By being the most grounded character, she's almost the weirdest character to me. Because you're right, Scott. Like after her father's dies and after the montage, she suits up in yeah. this weird leather outfit. But it yeah. it like makes no sense because like is she adopting some kind of vigilante persona? Right. Is she like what? What is she? Like, well, all of that it gets flushed out later in the spinoff film Electra. <laughs> very true. Which I've never seen. Never seen. Don't. It. Don't. Uh, okay. There's a I did rewatch it. I did rewatch it. Uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> oh, for there. this or just because? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was on it. Uh, Amazon was like, hey, you just watched this. Would you like to watch this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? They were like, whoa, oh, someone, someone did it. <laughs> someone actually did it. <laughs> someone clicked play. First uh, time in years. <laughs> there's a heartbreaking part where uh, Colin Farrell's like, I want to, in the director's cut, he says, I want a fucking costume. Yeah. And, I hate that line so much. I hate it. <laughs> Do you hate it because it doesn't come true? Yeah, he doesn't, or yeah, he doesn't yes, get a costume. Absolutely. He doesn't he get there's a no costume. costume. He's just wearing the same. He's just wearing the. He gets like a t-shirt, right? That's it. Why? It's it, it just it's like a t-shirt with a bullseye yeah. on it. That's Here, it. Here's my question. Okay, is is the intention in the script that he would get a costume? Because my understanding is that Joe Casada talked mark steven johnson out of putting bullseye in his costume because oh, he's like on. it's a stupid costume it would never work on screen don't do it but Everybody that would be such a but there you, you had such a golden opera that's the one time that you could have done the costume because it's like his idea yeah and he looks ridiculous <laughs> with his stupid scarification yes <laughs> yeah man but yeah big whiff yeah um, and he's but, playing so big too yeah yeah I I loved when uh when he walks into the church and he does his little spinny target thing and then completes the 
yeah. the crucifix across his chest. Testicles, wallet, and watch. Yeah. yeah. Spectacles, yeah. testicles, wallet, and watch. Yeah. But it's yeah. unfortunate because, like, during their final fight, I was like, wow, they've had, like, no dialogue together. Every scene they've had together has been a fight scene. Miss yeah. something. Lose something. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, nothing to say to each other. There's too much in this, I think. Yeah. Um, you almost don't like, need a sequel. A lot like, going on. Yeah. It covers a lot of things. It's like they, Daredevil's yeah. greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, Which is like, a very 2003 thing to do with comic book movies. It's like, mm, you know, there's there's all this stuff in here. Let's just squeeze in what we can. Right. Yeah. Fantastic Four feels overstuffed. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like yeah. when they, they even do the Joe Cool, like Joker kill Batman's parents thing in this. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that in the do. comics? Has Wilson Fisk ever killed? Is no. some, uh, it wasn't Fisk. No, like okay. Fisk is the rose or something. I don't know. Fisk yeah, I don't like that rose, rose thing. They're like, yeah, that, like the rose like, fucking serial I, killer. That's stupid. yeah. I you know I like I uh it, it kind of didn't really work out in terms of like uh you know joining the the movie beginning in the middle of the action and then we have this thirty minute sort of introduction. Scene. I liked the introduction scene, but like the way the the thing was put it, it together sure was great. like thirty minutes. Like, I, stuff. Yeah, it's thirty minutes, yeah. but. I love that part. I thought it was great. I, that's one of my favorite when you, parts. When you finally meet back at the at the at the, like, you're probably wait, wondering how I, I got watching. here. Moment. <laughs> um, when you finally meet back to that point, and you just like come out back out through his eyes, I'm like, that's it. That's all that happened. Like that's. <laughs> he got a little. He got a little pokey poke through the shoulder, and he's acting like this. <laughs> anyway, it's like Emperor's Breaky new lottery, man. <laughs> It's interesting, uh, though, to, to talk about the Netflix series again, how many players in the movie are in the show from Ben Urich to the priest, uh, the priest, Man. Karen Page, barely Karen Page, Karen yeah. Page who yeah. I am certain was not in the theatrical Foggy. cut. I think all of the uh, scenes are in the she, cut. Okay. She she's in there for the, she's in there for a moment in the theatrical cut. OK, like, you know, sort of a blink and you'll miss her. Like, thanks, Karen. Go on. Go away, Karen. Yeah, yeah that's a bummer. Get out of here before yeah. something bad happens. That's a, <laughs> Jesus. That's a that's a that's a real bummer. I mean, the the thing is, it's like it would be so easy to like clean this up and just like get Electra out of this. Just yeah, get her out. All all everything yeah. about Electra, just get it out of the movie. Have Karen Page be the one in trouble or whatever. Yeah, have that connected to the. Have plot there somehow. actually be a central court case that matters? Yeah, have a central court case that matters. Maybe have Karen Page like secretly be working for the kingpin and then she gets the info like she figures out that bet like that he's there because that happens all the time in the comics is her betraying hmm. matt like for, yeah. for drugs yeah for for drugs <laughs> for in the comics but maybe just because she's a bad person in this oh, version yeah, I mean, yeah. You know. maybe give her some agency <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe make, let her make choices <laughs> yeah but yeah like you know like uh the idea of making like a cool sexy compelling legal movie like lawyer movie starring daredevil that could be a really cool idea but yeah it's just it's yeah the, the coolio stuff in here unfortunately was just like yeah really uncompelling and yeah, yeah. uh john favreau this was his first his introduction to the marvel universe yeah very interesting and at this time he was making elf also uh, yeah, no elf came out on? the same year elf came out so the same year okay. elf. yeah jeez Crazy. so i saw this twice in theaters uh, as i mentioned first time with my dad second time with my brother Mm-hmm. And the moment where uh, John Favreau says that the place looks like the set, set of Sanford and Son, and he keeps waiting for Lamont to walk down the stairs, 
two different times, they both laughed and out loud in the exact same way. <laughs> there That's you go. Great. <laughs> uh, ah, she's hideous you should run away some sort of fungus yeah yeah so this, this like, movie features not one but two evanescent songs yeah, yeah. The two hits basically yeah. Not, yeah. neither neither of the uh and they were both like singles off very of this lyrically album. on the nose <laughs> i yeah but like the the new metal vibe of this movie doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense to me. I'm just like, <laughs> like, like when Matt Murdock like turns up some new metal while he's getting oh my ready gosh, in the yeah, well he's yeah. yeah that was insane. But I was like, no way. <laughs> it it just feels like <laughs> no fucking way does this guy listen to this. It just kind of feels you like they were classical chasing- music. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like they were chasing trends a little bit because it felt even yeah. back when I was watching it's it. A, it's a 2003 time capsule. Yeah, yeah like already very derivative of, trends. Of, of Blade and yeah. Underworld. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. brooding. Like I think they were the chasing that that Spider Man soundtrack heat too because yeah. they right. were like that soundtrack did really well. We got to do a good soundtrack. Go yeah, I guess th- that's the ultimate thing is that this this feels of the time. I it, like it in essence. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I just don't um, think it belongs in a Daredevil movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, like the film is kind of has the identity of like, oh, this came out in 2003. It doesn't feel like it was an original vision the way that Spider-Man and X-Men do. Yeah. I would have. It would have been really awesome if this Dare, if this Daredevil director's cut had come out and somehow Mark Steven Johnson had been like, oh, and I got a new score. Like it's a brand new score and it's just score. There's no yeah. pop music. No, yeah. Like. Yeah, like that would be awesome. Like instead of instead of turning up like rock music, like he turns up like white noise or something. Yeah. <laughs> like that so, would have been so that'd be good. a little more in character. Yeah. Who who is so sir if going back in time to like two thousand one, two thousand two, who do you think would have really knocked the script out of the park? Ooh, a director? <sighs> it's an exciting time. Yeah. You got Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. You got uh He would he would have wanted to rewrite it. Yes, you got. Oh, Mangold would have been really cool. Mangold, a Mangold Daredevil would yeah. fucking rule. Like Copland um, Daredevil. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! That'd be a yeah. really different movie. Because, like, yeah, like the scenes where Matt like goes loose, and you're like, oh, he's crazy. He doesn't care. You know, that could be really cool. It's just staged so, you know. Like the way it's directed in the movie, it's just yeah, it never really hits or yeah, yeah, yeah no. I don't. I I just really don't like the dare like Daredevil as the Punisher. Like that's like you yeah. have a character that does that. He's the Punisher. Yeah. No, you don't need Daredevil and to those, do that. And the two don't get along. Yeah, like, and when, it also when they do like, meet, they fight. But because Daredevil's like, like, you can't do this. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like you you have like. How many fucking like 30, 30 plus years at this point of Daredevil comics to pull from? And the only arc you can come up with is a Daredevil arc that's like character arc that doesn't exist of like, I'm murdering people. Oh, I learned to be a good guy. <laughs> no. and it, uh, it reminds me a lot of Batman, where if you go back to the comics, this character is so elastic and can handle so many different tones and sensibilities. Yeah. But what is sold has been the dark quote mature stuff and so that's what we see adapted over and over again yeah yeah no it bums me out i would love to see a a, a swashbuckling daredevil um yeah he's again. got a big smile on his face yeah having a good time wearing a shirt that says i'm not daredevil yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like how i really want to see Maybe batman in space with his you know yeah one true love 
Black Widow, whatever. Even in a Justice League movie. <laughs> yeah, I, ju- I want to yeah. see Batman in a spaceship tapping on a pad, just being yeah. totally nonplussed <laughs> by everything. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, Yeah, it, it, this movie is just, it was, I, I, I just rolled my eyes so many times while we were watching it. Um, it was, it was just, it was really, really rough for me. Um, <laughs> it I don't felt know. Longer I, than the Snyder. I, uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, it, it just, I don't know. Like I, I, it was like, yeah, like I, the theatrical cut to me is the superior cut. If you're into watching a, a daredevil movie, mm-hmm. um, it's just like, yeah, there's too much stuff that doesn't go anywhere. It isn't that compelling. Yeah. And it just kind of takes away from the movie's momentum. Yeah. yeah. The, the theatrical cut is is the one I actually watched, um, and uh, I hadn't watched cool. it in a while. Um, and it is uh, it does burn along really fast. You know, it's got got good good momentum, and there's a lot. You know, it just it drives from montage to montage, and it's pretty good. It's it's been a while since I've seen it, um, and in retrospect, and and you know, looking back on myself and what I may have said in the past, and I, I don't know, maybe maybe I, maybe I will defend it less vociferously than I have before. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had fun watching it because it yeah. was such a trip down yeah. memory lane. Personally, sure. it yeah. definitely brought me back to college. I was like, whoa, to, yeah. But then it's like, okay, yeah, like I can see that this this isn't the yeah. The, it certainly the, didn't certainly didn't deserve the vigor, the ire that Scott got for. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it, terrible, but. and I'm really sorry that happened to you, dude. That's really unfortunate. Oh fuck. Yeah. But at the same time, we've had so many better movies since then. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just you know, and a, and I, a much better show. So. I Daredevil is is you know my third favorite superhero. I mean, I love Daredevil so much, and I have not loved any of his appearances on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Netflix show a lot more than the movie, but I don't love the Netflix show because. It's trying to, I don't know. Pretty grim dark. Some, yeah, it's grim dark. Uh, well, well, well Scott, grim dark. Uh, let, let me ask you this for, to the Patreon <laughs> listeners out there: if if just listening to this podcast has been like, oh man, I could I could really go for some good Daredevil right now. What what books or trades would you recommend? Um, so the entire Bendis Malieve run is the thing that like got me into Daredevil. Um, oh. for the first time, uh, I love that run. That bleeds right into the Brew Baker. Um, uh, Brew Baker and Michael Lark, I think, run. Uh, they used to do this really cool thing where writers would have really long runs on on Daredevil, and they would end it on a cliffhanger, and they'd be like, "Good luck, next writer." Um, and it was like this really fun thing where they would just like write them into a problem. Um, yeah, and they would have right. to like write themselves out of it. It was really fun to uh, fun time to read Daredevil. So yeah, uh, the the Bendis and Brew Baker run. All that stuff in the early early aughts is great. Yeah, um the the Mark Wade Chris art. Omni run. It's probably my favorite run of Daredevil. Um I I love that. Um and but it's it's really like bright and fun. Yeah. Uh, and so I like that a lot. Is uh, that and that's the that's the run that's ending uh in November, right? The current No, run, like so that's the Who's? Chip Sadarsky run. Oh, Sadarsky. I have not read that. I'm going to. I have okay. I I borrowed the books from my library's like digital thing. Oh, cool. Digital app thing. Have you heard good things? We, uh yeah i have heard really uh, yeah. good things i've read the, the first few it's really good um yes. what was the one what was um 
what issue is it is the the one with like no dialogue with him like bullseye like the chase like through through the city like nobody says anything and it really I think works. that's it was... that's during the enough said uh like event um mm-hmm. where there was like a month where Marvel just published books with no words in it um yeah. That's right with Daredevil, it, it like it really worked. It was that really was something. Good. Yeah, I think that was, was in it? the. Uh, I think that was during the Bendis run. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know what issue. Or why I remember. But, it, yeah. But... Um, and, uh, and then you know, look, the Frank Miller stuff is what it is for a reason. I mean, it's yeah, not like it's it doesn't. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff in there. It's good. And he's the a really great really artist. Yeah. Yeah. He, he puts a lot of like style and and verve on uh, on his figures and and what? colors and. You know the solid blacks. It's really pretty stuff, um, yeah. and and unique. Um, but when like he was writing and drawing, and it was really is... good. Yeah, yeah. I actually prefer. I, I think the Wolverine Daredevil stuff from Frank Miller to me ages better than yeah some of the goopier stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, and I've 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 enjoyed like the older stuff from the seventies with uh, him and Black Widow together. I. I mm-hmm. For me, for me, like in my in my little heart of hearts, I'm like, you know, it always it always just ate me up inside that Charlie Cox and Scarlett Johansson would never that would never be a thing. Oh well, yeah. Well, when he appears in Spider Man No Way Home, Chris, (laughs) it still won't happen because Natasha is dead. (laughs) (laughs) He just, yeah, he just. He yeah. just twisted that sigh right in your shoulder. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, I gotta go to church. You know, you were talking about how like the bright, fun Devil May Care Daredevil is like, you know, your favorite. That could yeah. translate really well to an animated series. That's true. Really? That's true. Daredevil might fit better in an animated series, like a like a invincible yeah. style animated yeah. series. Certainly be it would certainly be cheaper to sort of visualize his you know, his senses and what he can do, and you can do a lot That's artistically. True. Oh god. You can do a lot artistically in terms of like sense and touch. I and, can't believe and, I didn't and even and fucking all these bring sorts this of things. Up. His fucking powers. His rain I, sense. The oh, way oh. that it, rain way sense. That it works in this movie is yeah. the most bullshit thing i've ever seen because like i, I like okay. the part with the rain i like the rain stuff i like the two shots that they do with the rain the one on the roof where he sees her and then the other at her at the funeral where she puts the umbrella up and you can't see her but the thing where he like he needs it to fight kingpin and where he like hits things like to to get a sense of stuff I'm like what no he just hears there he just knows where it is so the that- thing about daredevil the thing about his powers that i think a lot of people misunderstand is that he doesn't, he's not, he, it's, it's not like he hears things make sounds and then he, it, 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 he suddenly sees an image. Yeah. Cause like in this, there's a part where like, so like in this, he's hearing all these sounds and it's causing like a mental image for him. Right. Yeah. Smoke but, and fragrances. Right. Right, yeah. right. But then there's like a part where like, so like the whole time it's like happening in front of his, where his eyes are. It's all if, around you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it should be in 360 degrees. But that's, but like, that is very hard to put on a two dimensional screen that. for Chris, people Chris, to see. Chris, I understand that. But when a bird makes a noise right in front of his face, it shouldn't matter. Like they do this <laughs> shot where a bird flies in front of his face and it flies in front of the camera in like yeah. daredevil vision. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, get out of my face that I can't see <laughs> out of. Like it's so fucking stupid. A, a moment that I remember really vividly is at the end when he's fighting Michael Clark Duncan and we see Michael Clark Duncan in daredevil vision. And it's just like this CG, like Michael Clark Duncan. It's like, like he's even like yeah. he's speaking in slow motion for some reason. Yeah. Stay I mean, marshmallow man. 
so so the way his powers work, they, it doesn't come from sound. It comes from a wave that is constantly coming out of his head, caused by the radiation that, like you know, got in his uh, eyes, took his eyesight. Yeah, there's a there's a like there's like a sonar like wave, th- not sonar because it's not sound. Sonar is sound. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a wave that comes out of his head and like okay. bounces off information and then comes back to his mind and creates a mental image in his mind as if he's seeing, but he's not really seeing. Yeah. That would look groovy in animation. Exactly. That's how his powers actually work. And he sees in 360 degrees because it emanates from, you know, from himself. Real opportunity for matrix bullet time shots. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Or like overhead shots or like, you know, whatever. I was just being uh, aware of everything around him. Right. I, I was scrolling through Letterboxd after, uh, after after logging this, and someone left a review that was like, someone give me a bucket of water. I want to look at my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then like, even... and then like, just like him, like being daredevil and flipping around rooftops and like all, all that wire work was like, it was like bad wire work. Like it, was, it, it yeah. didn't look and good. The, the first, the first thing where he like jumps off the building and goes down like twenty fucking stories and never like hooks anything, and he just yeah. hits the window washer thing. I'm like, no, he's not that strong. Yeah. <laughs> he just broke both his fucking legs. Oh, I was a big fan of him just traipsing about as a as a boy. Yeah, that's fun. That was no. I mean, that was the thing. I think it came too easily that. to him. I think. I think. I don't know. I mean, I know that's kind of what happened with Peter Parker and Spider Man. Is that he just woke up and had powers? But mm-hmm. I don't think there was enough of a learning curve considering how young he was. Yeah, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't spend as. I mean, they they couldn't spend. They they already spent so that's much time true on too. it. Yeah, and and but there guess, is. I mean, like I don't know in terms of gymnastics, but I mean, like you, he is supposed to you know he sees his dad training trains boxing and there is that at least he's not physically inept yeah two comebacks that actor that actor who who played Uh, his dad david he looks looks like a darwin cook drawing like it was (laughs) i was like god damn that dude looks like he's a boxer from the 60s like he does it really really cool oh did y'all notice hector salamanca yeah uh, hell yeah that was fun (laughs) yeah i loved that um yeah anyway yeah, my favorite parts of this, I think, were the origin story part. Yeah, that part's yeah. great. Yeah, I liked all that. All um, minutes out. I love that he goes devil. to find his dad at work. And he's yeah. like, he hasn't worked here in three months. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and then he turns a corner and his dad is just there. <laughs> some guy up. Down. Dad? <laughs> Matt, what are you doing here? Oh, no, baby. <laughs> uh, I knew and I should have at least... I knew I shouldn't have done this near work. <laughs> Oops. Oh, uh, man. At the beginning when he's just pounding Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Man. This are is. There, uh, yeah. What? Are there like Daredevil? I mean, who's like who Who would have been in a sequel if this had accidentally made like three hundred million dollars? Uh, the, they were saying that it was going to be born Echo? again and like Kingpin was going to uh, get, uh, get uh, revenge after being put in prison. Yeah, and that is exactly what the show did. Yep. Yeah. And, and Michael Clark imagination. Duncan, yeah, I know. Because there's only there's only one run of Daredevil that anyone <laughs> wants to fucking adapt. Yeah. Uh, Michael Michael Clark Duncan was going to uh, said he was n- not going to put on the weight this time. He wanted to be 
He was like uh, down okay. to 240 and he wanted to yeah. be there. And he was like, the excuse be healthier, is that, live longer. The excuse is that like, I'm not eating as much in prison, in prison. Yeah. but I'm still yeah. working out. So now I'm leaner and now I'm like going to get my Quite revenge. Different. And that's, that's what it was going to be. Just like um, the for you. Yeah. But it just didn't, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't happen. Didn't, didn't come together. Good height difference between Cox and D'Onofrio. Jesus. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that was going to be the plan. And then they were going to reboot it. There okay. was like yeah, the Joe and, Carnahan. But there was, the, there was the timer running on Fox's like hold on the, on the, uh, yeah. on the rights. Uh, and, I saw uh, that sizzle just, reel. It just, didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, Fox had no interest in that version of the movie. They're like, mm-hmm. no, we're not going to make a movie set in the seventies. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a superhero but, movie set in the seventies. That's rated R. Yeah. <laughs> what are you high? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. David Bowie's wife um, Angela Bowie tried to make a TV show in 1975. Uh, she got Stanley to agree to let her do it for for a year. And there are these crazy pictures floating around of her, like dressed up as Black Widow, with uh, some guy from the Dirty Dozen. In the worst costumes hmm. ever, and then just Good further stuff. proof that Frank Miller doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about with superheroes. Yeah, he desperately wanted to direct the next Daredevil mm, movie, no. and he wanted Jason Statham to play Matt Murdock. <laughs> he was like, he's the perfect Matt Murdock. Ah, uh, uh, and I'm like, what? What? Man, <laughs> Frank Miller fell off a. He, he, I'm just off the bus. I guess he would. I mean, he would like physically look good in the suit, probably. But oh yeah, he physically, but not as Matt Murdock. No, yeah, yeah, his hair. Yeah, he doesn't. Or is like if Shaw stole the Daredevil suit just for fun and then wore it (laughs) in a Hobbs and Shaw movie. (laughs) Yeah. I look what I got. Look at all this. Yeah, stole it off a blonde guy. Didn't even see (laughs) me coming. Yeah, merge those universes. <laughs> Please no. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'd almost venture to say that like, both Fantastic Fours are better than this. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. I have more fun watching those. I, de- I really do. I really do. One time, uh, uh, one time Chris Evans puts like, whipped cream in Ben's open palm while he's sleeping, and then he like tickles his nose. I love that. He- and then he hits his face, but he gets whipped cream. And, and he does. Man, and Chris he Evans does, the, does a does lot with whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, Chris <laughs> Evans is so proud of himself. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's a series throughout the montage. It's a series of him trying, still going, yeah, still yeah. trying to get him to do it. And when he finally does it, he's like, yes. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about the fact that he was trial and error. Yeah. Oh, Chris uh, Evans. So like, Johnny. We, uh, we recently put on The Losers last night. That movie does not hold up. Oh, um, I like The Losers. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember having a lot of fun with it. There, there was some uh, fun moments, but it's a pretty mean movie. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. 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 yeah it came from that era, definitely. A lot of double crossing. Yeah. We got Chris Evans uh, coaching a Little League soccer team. <laughs> in yeah, what? Yeah, that's in, true. In the, in, the, in the Losers? Yeah. She's like, oh, losers, is that yeah. true? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. He's like on the, while he's doing this his stuff, niece's, he checks yeah. in. Yeah, his niece's no, team. His niece's game. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I did um, like the scene with the pew pew. Oh yeah, yeah. That finger yeah. guns, finger guns. Well, check out the losers, everybody. I, you know what else? I really don't like that they gave they give Foggy all of like kind of like the shitty racist 
like oh sure racist well, misogynist stuff to say get, yeah well, that was kind of just all, what the comic the relief lines. that was just like what the comic that's, relief yeah that's did what your then. yeah that's what your yeah. sassy best friend says it's Ugh. a real yeah I, he kept reminding me of like the dude from good luck chuck who i feel like that was his only job yeah, yeah. um to say the things that the hero is not supposed to say oh i had a question and i haven't seen the show in a long time but I was I felt like in the movie there were a lot more jokes about Matt being blind. And I, I wonder and I was like I was like, I wonder if that changes by the time we get to the show. No, there there are jokes, but uh Matt Murdoch is the one making all of them. Yeah, they're better. Okay. They, yeah. they're 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 not as mean spirited and they're not even, coming from outside at him. Even yeah. lines that weren't supposed to be jokes or insults, like there's a part where Foggy's like, oh, if I could give you my eyes for just one day so you could see how hot <laughs> Electra looks. I'm like, is that, is that not, I wonder if that's not a good thing to say, because I don't have any blind friends. But, yeah. So just uh, stuff like that, like, I wonder if like, I don't know. It's, I guess I guess Foggy would probably so know bad. whether that's an okay, that's true. okay thing to yeah. say to his friend and, and at this point. One of the funny things in this movie is like, how much does Foggy know and understand about what he, does, is it just that, Cause, cause like, you know, Matt is able to do the things that he, his nose perks up and it's like, oh, a hot chick must be coming into the, you know, how oh, does, he perceive right. it? does he, yeah. does he just yeah. think that all blind people are, are, have, are that good at, at smelling things? I, He's, I he know. seems like aware of Matt's powers, but then also unaware of what Matt is capable of. What it means. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, oh, my friend, I keep trying to play tricks on him, but he keeps catching me with his uh, superhuman ability to perceive. Uh, how a honey, how a, a, jo- a bottle of mustard feels different than a little. Yeah. Bear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Their chemistry I mean, was good, though. I mean, those are both yeah, two solid actors. Yeah. Fo- yeah foggy. Foggy. Uh, John Favreau is, is pretty good at this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see him in Spider-Man Never Come Home or whatever. whatever that's called. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. yeah there's a, he's there's in the a trailer. Shot of him. Oh, he's okay. in the trailer. Okay. He's, he, he steals the Dr. Octopus suit and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Superior so happy. The one that's fused to his body. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, that would be nuts. <laughs> happy octopus. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get yeah, you all so the I, cheeseburgers. Clunk, clunk. I, the power I, of the I cheeseburger really... in the palm of my hand. I really hope that we get another shot at Daredevil because, um, you know, yeah, I really yeah. want one, but I do yeah. hope that it's not so grim dark. I feel uh, like that would just be the ultimate, like the worst possible decision is to make a third derivative kind of like hand electrocentric. Yeah, I, I don't, story. I don't, I don't think they do that. But, uh, so what do you, what do you think? Do you think, uh, Charlie Ke- Charlie Cox can stay on as Daredevil? Does he get to continue? I really like or- him a lot. I like him a lot too. I, I yeah. he's great. You know what? I'd like to he's see really the yellow him. suit. Oh yeah, that would be that a would big be a, statement. That would I be mean, a variant. <laughs> I I you know the thing that I that I the thing I just want to see are like like the calf high boots, mm-hmm. like you know the yeah. calf high boots, the the sort of like tights. more swashbuckler look, yeah. the tights, the because yeah. like there's this moment, the opening shot of this Not is a recreation armor. of a Joe Casada. Uh, uh, cover oh, where he's like of him like over leaning the, over yeah. the thing, but in it he's like injured and he's like leaning on it like it's holding his weight and he's like flopped around it yeah. in the in the in the uh, image. But here because he's wearing leather, he can only bend his legs so much, so it just yeah. looks really like awkward. He's yeah. just like yeah. awkwardly hugging it. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't. It just it's an iconic drawing of him just like yeah. utterly drained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
We need a uh, we that that's 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 a mark against the leather suit right there. I mean, if nothing really else, it. given Daredevil to the MCU is putting Daredevil in the hands of whoever is responsible for making the Spider-Man suits and that have looked so good and the Captain yeah. Marvel suits. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. that. Absolutely. So um, yeah, not, not a lot of good stuff to be found here, but some fun nostalgia if you grew up watching. Yeah, it. yeah. I'll give we it all that. Got to, we all got to revisit things that were important to us. I got to see college. You know, Nick got <laughs> to think about time with his dad and his brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott just got to. I yeah, got to I'm sorry, a Scott. traumatic event. Yeah. Uh, sorry, buddy. Which I was in an abusive relationship. <laughs> Two <laughs> out of not, three ain't bad. You're not in one <laughs> anymore, though. That's very true. That's very true. I am so far removed from that that I've lived longer since then than I had been alive at that point. So there you go. Wow, that's where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. Oh man, that's so long ago. I don't that's like true. to think about how long ago that was. People yeah. still Jesus. complained about MTV not playing music anymore. <laughs> oh, that shit. And TRL sailed. was like at, at, at it's like it was, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. yeah, TRL was yeah. there. Anyway, all right. Well, that's Daredevil, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it had potential, I guess. Yeah, Just franchise like, uh, potential. Even it even got a spinoff. Um, it did. It which did get we'll a cover spin-off. if we get to one hundred patrons. <laughs> set it higher. Set set your set your set that goal higher. Uh, hundred and five. Hundred five. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> uh, Tell your friends. There we go. <laughs> uh, Chris, what what should people be listening of yours right now? Oh man, well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute uh, is, uh, we're more than halfway through TMNT3. Uh, that's coming out Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, where we cover Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the one that doesn't actually have a subtitle, but it should be Turtles in Time. Actually, no, it shouldn't, because Turtles in Time is too good a thing to be ruined. Yeah, freeze it up. It's still free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we're doing that three minutes at a time, three times a week. It's the third Turtles movie, you know, some numerology in there, three's a magic number, whatever. You can listen to me on that. Oh, Chris, thank, thank you. I, wow, I, also, wow. I, w- I wanted to tell you this. Uh, there was a part where they were starting to fight in the park, and mm-hmm. I was I was waiting for Matt to say, did I mention that I know martial arts? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Good stuff. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> we'll, we'll say goodbye. We'll, yeah. we'll see you yeah. back. Uh, tune in on the main feed next week. Uh, start of our Spy Kids franchise. Yeah, that first episode. Really fun. Yeah, so we'll have another franchise potential in like a month. So what are we going to be covering, Scott? Because he's just I don't know. That's up to you. It's your miniseries. Okay, we got options. We got Shark Boy Lava Girl. Yeah. We got Shorts. Yeah. We got Machete Kills. Yeah, yeah. do that. Who knows? Who knows what we'll do? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of options. Um, All right. We'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks for being Patreon supporters. Bye. Bye. Give me shady, Cowabunga.